podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in, and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken Zero Zero. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Fighting Cock Podcast. I'm Carl Donnelly and today I'll be joining Flav, Ricky and T and we'll be reviewing the Leicester match which I was at and we shit uh, and the upcoming Sheffield United match West Brom uh, and we'll be talking about other things such as the transfer window uh, and uh, unfortunately we'll be talking about whether or not you should wash your hands after you touch, your, touch yourself so enjoy that guys It's the fighting It's the fighting This episode 25, season 4 of the Fighting Good Podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, good evening. Hello. Hi. This evening, we have with us Ricky. What? <laughs> Polonius Pilf. Black easy now. Uh, Carl, are you going to do some sort of street slang? No, I'm just very happy to be here, guys. We're, we're, we're happy to have you. Carl Donnelly returns for the second time to the Fighting Cost Podcast. And anyone who listened to the last one, a few complaints. Was there? Yeah, yeah not about not, not not about any other content. Just the lack of Tottenham talk. Yeah, yeah, we got carried away, innit? I, I, this is exactly the kind of podcast I want to make. Always, <laughs> just not football. Not football. <laughs> Spin it off. Masturbation. Let's talk about wanking. Yeah, what did we talk about? about? A lot of wanking. We'll we talk about wanking. There, there's a question about wanking later as well. I which say, is... Yeah, I tend to. I, I don't know if that's it. Follows me around that topic. <laughs> and I don't weirdly. I don't talk about it on stage. Very or well, very rarely talk about it on stage. Why not? It's golden material, surely. Was what, it too easy? I tell you, it's just I on on my. A podcast. It, it, it's a running. It's a running subject. But people always ask me about it. Carl Donnelly is a uh, a comedian by trade. 
by trade. Got me an apprenticeship when I was 16. <laughs> down at old yes. comedian college, shit and I. <laughs> After my old dad was a comic, you know. Uh, no, yeah, I am, I am a, a professional stand-up comedian. And the most kind of... Apart from doing stand-up, you also do the... Um, Carl Donnelly and Chris Martin comedy podcast. Comedy podcast, yeah, we've been doing that for ages now. I think we're on like episode 117 was the last one. What are we it's on? Loads. I think it's 150 something. Up your game, mate. Oh, all right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So, but you do. You've been. Have you been doing yours weekly since yeah. day one? So yeah. we used to do it so like irregularly. Yeah. We've only started weekly about two years ago. So. But yeah, we do that, and it's good fun. We don't talk about. We sometimes talk about football. Yeah, but it's normally but he, the other guy's a gooner, isn't it? He is a gooner, so it's yeah. yes, I'm just bringing people together, guys. Okay. <laughs> we've, got, we've got you back. It's all <laughs> uh, what you know? You, you know, you made, you made a joke, a quip about something I said just a minute ago about you know learning your trade and, and that. <laughs> sort of, but how do you learn to become a stand-up? Is it a certain type of person or? Yeah, no, you can't learn. There's no way of learning it other than doing it. It's one. Of, it's genuinely one of the things where if you. I've always said, actually, some people say, I'd love to give that a go. Just give it a go. There's no way of knowing if you're good at it until you've done it for the first probably ten times. So when did you realise that you were good at it? A oh, minute in, mate. I was yeah. <laughs> 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 natural. Smashing this. <laughs> no, I just, I knew, I knew, I'd, I, I felt, com- the first time I did it, and I'd never done any performance, you know what I mean? I'd never done any drama at school. First time I went on stage doing stand-up, as much as I was probably a bit shit, I also knew that's what I wanted to do. Mm. So I think anyone who ever out there thinks, you know, I'd like to see a stand-up, do it. Just give it a go and then you'll know. It's funny you said, I'm actually going to do um, a stand-up comedy class next month. Really? Not well, for you... me, though, it's for my other half. You keep saying you're... that, but you're, you're going. What yeah, do you mean? because it's for your other half. It's my present for her. Well, she's doing the course. Yes, well, I'm doing the course with her. OK. But it's a present for you know, you never know, How bad would it be, though, if you were all really good at it? She's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's yeah. crap and you're just, like, smashing every time. <laughs> I, I'd be very sick of it. I'm a very terrible storyteller, so I don't know how, don't know how I'd get on. But um, it should be fun. You never know. You should might be have fun. a... You might have just the, the right take on it. Is she a good storyteller? She is. She's actually, she's actually quite funny. We've never given your missus stuff a shout out. Do you want to do that? Um, you don't have to. Tell her you love her. Tell her you love her. Rather not. I love her. I love her loads and loads and loads and loads. And it's her son's birthday tomorrow, so happy uh, birthday. Mari, we've met him. He's yeah. been to 1882. Happy yep. birthday, mate. He was a Liverpool fan and we. What, did we beat him to him? He was a goon and then I cleansed him. Are you cleansed it? So you turned him from the dark side? Yeah, man. No, mate. Head into the water, you know. Yeah, but was a lock stock in that film when they put their head under the water? Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, it's a good way to convince someone they've made wrong decisions. <laughs> <laughs> how is everybody, Ricky? How are you doing, mate? I'm all good, mate. All good. You've given up smoking as well, so not only Barty's left me, you've left me, and you, you actually were the last person on earth I thought would ever quit. In fact, you always said no one will ever stop me from doing what I want to do, <laughs> and I was like, I admire that, Ricky. I like that. I'm going to actually model myself on that <laughs> philosophy and you fucking turn on me. All right, give me a cigarette. <laughs> really? No, Let's no, go. No, no, no. Let's go no, 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 it's gone, that's it. All right, what is it Smoking's about? bad. What's it about? Basically, uh, my daughter has found filters, Rizzler and all that kind of thing and she finds it laying about and she comes up to me and says, Daddy, these are your cigarettes. And then I just feel really bad and I don't want her to know that... W- Obviously, I wanted to know what smoking's about, but I don't want her to see me doing it because I'm her role model and you, I'm obviously the favourable parent. That's you, no, well. you gave her life, Rich. Yeah, I know, I do. You yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. to quit anything. You gave her the. You gave her everything a man could give 
to another human being. <laughs> and now and now you're letting a four-year-old child dictate to you it's that you can't smoke. parenting advice I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I'm talking to him as a human being, not as a parent. Okay. You don't have to do this, Rick. All right? I, I know I don't, but I want to. I want to. I want to give her a, a, a good chance at life. I'm her dad, remember? Fuck, so. fuck you. All right? Fuck you. Fine. Um, we'll do that later, then. <laughs> uh, anything else to say about your weekend? Uh, no, not really. Apart from the result, watching fucking... Well, not actually watching Tottenham. I was dead. But um, What the fuck happened there? Well, long, was, story, long story, but... That was I'm, really... Uh, that was very subtle. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell happened there? Well, how are you dead for half a game? <laughs> well, I kind of... I've alluded to the quitting smoking, so uh, the same thing with... Uh, Smoking other substances, mm. I've decided to. Uh, I decided to buy a glass pipe, so I gave that little test drive in the <laughs> so morning. Crack, for your crack. <laughs> yeah. so I'm, so I'm going to cut down on the, the crack. I, the irony of this is that we've had a crack story from Ricky. So why, yeah. why a glass pipe? Uh, but I've just read a lot of reviews. Quite good, apparently. Really? Yeah. I would buy again. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I've, never, I've, never, I've never smoked anything out of a glass pipe. Have you I've, not? I've done a, and I've done a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's it's so, all right, actually. Quite smooth. Okay. Uh, um, so yeah, I decided to take this thing for a test drive, and uh, I ended up getting absolutely smashed. And uh, I decided to try and stream the game or watch any kind of. <laughs> Football. I opened up my laptop, and then within two minutes, I just shut the laptop and just laid on the sofa. <laughs> I was absolutely dead. Like literally, you had to peel me off my leather sofa. It was like I didn't even know what the result was. Didn't know what was going on? <laughs> I can imagine because I've seen the, t- you, the TV was stuck on like kids' TV as well. Fucked. <laughs> lying. That was it. With your I face could... towards the back of the sofa. I know. I know what that's like. You murmured to yourself. I, I could see the remote control. It was like I, I was like paralysed. I could see the remote control. I knew what was happening, and that was it. I was fucked. Is it you murmured to yourself, "This is stupid"? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I had a little wry grin on my face, knowing that, that I'd done the right thing. <laughs> Wishing my family wouldn't walk in and see me pissing myself on the sofa. Is that the, the same, the same daughter you give yeah. up to? <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, God. Uh, T, how was your week? Um, weekend's been... was fine. I went to the game. Um, obviously, talk about it in detail a bit later on. But I saw um, the Thriller musical last night. Oh, it, was, it actually wasn't bad, but they had um, four lead singers, and only one of them looked anything like Michael Jackson. <laughs> was any of them white? Um, no, there's a bloke, there's, there's a boy who looks mixed race. <laughs> Must have been about nine. Really angry you look. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you be a mixed race? You should be indigenous. <laughs> Water down that but pure blood. Carl, you, you, you saw his face. Yeah, it did. That was, that was like, um, that was cold. Crestfallen. They had um, a mixed race boy and they had, um, they had a bloke who looked like Carlton. Spit an image. Oh, really? like Carlton. <laughs> and um, they had another, oh fuck, they had this bloke. He looked like Addy Bayor, but anorexic. Skeletor. Wow. Proper, he was thinner than Addy Bayor. Addy Bayor's not exactly packing it the guy's, the, girl, the guy's proper Marga. And my girlfriend, <laughs> actually, we, we were sat in the second row. And she kept looking in his face and laughing. And she felt really bad, because he kept looking at us, because we were like, right by the front. And, but then, no, the musical was pretty good. Marga's uh, kind of a patois term, isn't it? It's a patois term for like, people who are skinny. I'm sorry. Sorry, listeners. No, yeah, it's fine. I, no, I, I, got, no I got a bit carried away. It's like meagre. No, Marga. but I, 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 used, I used the Jamaican patois term today. What was it? 
Dutty Bungle. Oh, you Dutty Bungle. Which, which means Dirty Boy. Exactly. My favourite is Butters Yatty. <laughs> there you go. That's why I love listening to this podcast. <laughs> 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 what does that mean? Butters Yatty is like an ugly lady. Ugly girl. <laughs> well, like, yeah, an, uh, an ugly lady. But, yeah, <laughs> but saying to somebody, mate, you've got a Butters Yatty. <laughs> that is the worst insult. Well, <laughs> <that's laughs> did you never say Butters at school? Butters yeah, is... it said Butters. Oh, right. Yeah, so yeah, just had Yatty in the end. Do, uh, do you know okay. what my term was as a younger person? Um, it was hurt. So your girl looks hurt, blood. Hurt? Like she's been beaten? Yeah, like, that's, that's my term for ugly. It's just out of order. She looks hurt. She that looks hurt, blood. That is terrible. <laughs> <girl. laughs> like like the girl, looks, pain. The girl yeah. looks hurt, fam. Oh, that is no. a terrible thing to say. See, fam, when did fam come in? Because I've never, never heard that at school. I've only heard that in the last five, ten years. I have to be honest, that, that's yeah, kind me. of that's a bit more easy. I think, I think blood, blood is always there. As blood someone always in, the, there. in your mid-30s, perhaps you shouldn't adopt terminology from... You know, uh, inner city, fifteen-year-old urban youth. I know, I know. You're better than that, T. I know. I don't know why I brought it to the podcast. I'm really sorry. All right. Uh, on on uh, last Thursday, we had the 1882 uh, against Wolves, and it was it was good actually. We turned up at all. Dagenham is far. Yeah, I didn't realise. I didn't realise how far it was. I was like, ah, oh, thirty minutes from. Um, uh, from Liverpool Street, not from Walgate, yeah, from Liverpool Street. <coughs> but it just felt like it took forever. I shouldn't be saying this because I want more people to come next time. But yeah, it was far. Um, anyway, was windy. Windy was a terror. You know, <laughs> have you listened to the podcast before, yeah, Carl? Yeah, yeah. So you know Windy's updates in yes. the middle. He's a well-spoken, very gentle man, very yeah. kind man on the surface. Yes. But deep down, as we've said in the podcast, nasty. Nasty piece of work. Evil lies within. It, it, it definitely does. It, like I've never known um, a, a more of a. It, there's, there's no man on earth that's more of a chameleon than than, than uh, Windy. <laughs> um, he was starting all kinds of songs, and I was like, a couple of songs went up, and I was like, oh, it's awkward. They're children. They're on the pitch. They shouldn't sing that at children. And then I turned around, and I was like, Windy will be with. Fuck, he started another one. <laughs> Mainly involving Char- Charlie and Vodka, which was one of his songs. Oh, Windy. But no, on. to be fair, he was well involved and, and, and we had a great time. There was about, I'd say, 80 to 100. And when we got there, we were the first people, eight, eight or nine people. But then they brought their coach, didn't they? They brought a coach. They, they brought firm. They brought, I, I, see, I, I <laughs> thought when Wolves said they're going to bring a, a, a coach load of fans down from Wolves on a Thursday night to Dagenham, to watch the under-18s play in an FA Youth Cup, I thought, maybe 20 people. They brought about 100 fans. Wow. wow. Two coachfuls. Quality. These aren't normal fans. These were horrible individuals. Oh, really? <laughs> really? We, we were in the pub at half-time. Half um, uh, a friend of mine was talking to him and thought, I'll give a bit of banter. <laughs> It'll be all right. This guy wasn't, didn't have any of it. He looked like a nasty piece of work and essentially I, I was afraid that we were going to get our heads kicked in. Right. Um... An under 18s, 18s wow. game in, that, in Dagenham. You were at the match on Saturday, right? I was, yes. Did you? I, we, I thought Leicester fans were quite leery. They hated us. Yeah. Like, it's weird. Like, I've, that's, I think that's probably. Out of all the matches I've been to this season, in terms of, like, other than sort of, you know, you're obviously the fans you'd expect to say, yeah. the Leicester fans were just really giving us some grief. The song was Sheffield United, the, the game before. I mean, oh, I did that, there, I did, so I did that yeah. as well, and their right. fans were. They hated us. Yeah, yeah. they wanted us dead. Yeah. I've had a similar experience with Southampton and Portsmouth as well. Really? Southampton were a bit. Portsmouth, fucking small-minded. I get that. Small but yeah, but Leicester surprised me. I always thought Leicester would be a right old laugh, exactly. bit, like, a bit of fun. But there was a lot of a lot of police like moving around before the match, like, as if there was some stuff going on. I didn't hear Do about. You know what? At cup games, there always is. Always. Oh, yeah, but you think, it's weird. Do you think cup games would be a bit more of a? Oh, it's not that important. For, is not it? for them. 
For us, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I took a look. I took a look at the fans, and I reckon they know it. They probably got their own snooker queue at home. They probably have all had this in like the age of fourteen. I reckon. They've you know. <laughs> got their one in long boxes, and they go and play pool with a yeah. proper snooker queue. Yeah, they've yeah. got their Slazenger one trainers. Piece. You've got a one piece, mate. Who has a one piece queue? <laughs> That's what I reckon. Um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, it was great. We had a good time, and and Ledley King tweeted saying how good the support was. Yeah. Um, a couple of their, all their, um, sorry, the players, Spurs players came over to us at the end and and was kind of you know clapping and stuff. It was a, it was a nice feeling. It was a really, it was kind of harking back to what we used to do with eighteen to eighteen eighty two a few seasons ago. I was going to say it started um, three years ago next month. Is that right? Yeah, that was when that's when the Charlton game happened. So it's just come it's come a long way since then. Obviously, it's um, it's come it's come to White Hart Lanes, come to Europa League games, and um, it's evolved. It's evolved. I mean, it will never. I don't think it will ever completely die out. There'll always be people. There'll always be a demand for it. Mm. Um, well, we got asked a question today. I can't remember who it was by, but it's asking what we'd do with 1882 when the new new stadium comes around. And we're working with. We've got a good relationship with the club. Uh, we're working with the trust as well. So, if the new stadium does get built, then there will be some involvement. It probably won't be 1882. Exactly we won't call it that, but we just enable like-minded fans to get together in an area of the stadium. Where it's most affordable. Well, that's what it needs. I mean, most people who attend 1882 don't have a season ticket, so they probably won't be in that assigned block anyway. As long as you get like-minded people who want to sing and want to make noise at a game. Mm. I mean, I'm going to make a lot of these points later on. So it's like a free free reign, isn't it? It's a free reign to um, to uh, it's a new stadium with that we won't be able to fill. So yeah. we'll be able to, you know, be able to pretty much do what we want. Could you do the conga, man? Fuck me! <laughs> I've always had to do the conga at a football stadium. I've got, uh, I've got to mention a uh, fundraiser. We mentioned Hope and, An- Hope and Anchor Pub a couple of times yeah. on the podcast. It's a great little boozer in Crouch End, and it's a Spurs pub in a kind of Arsenal heartland. And um, uh, two of the, the the people that drink there, their kids have been diagnosed with leukemia. They're only four years old, and they're having a massive fundraiser on the. 31st of uh, what month we in? January. January. That's Saturday. It's a Saturday. Spurs yeah. are playing at 3 pm. The game's going to be screened. Oh, God, yeah. Yep. That'd They're also nice. having uh, darts competitions, pool competitions. They're playing poker in, into the night. Uh, so if you like your poker, then come down. There'll be uh, you know money flying around. Uh, probably not because that's illegal, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> imagine I haven't said that. Uh, there's uh, uh, <laughs> shit. Uh, raffles uh, with some amazing gifts. People have donated really generously into the raffle. So if you're in the area in North London... And there's a cake stall. There is a cake stall, Ricky. Most importantly. Thank, thank you very much. <laughs> Get uh, the cake in. If you're in North London, come to the Hope, Hope, and, uh, Hope and Anchor pub on that Saturday. It's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun and you're going to be doing a good thing by paying in money on, on that pub on that day. So, yeah, Hope and Anchor Pub, Tottenham Lane, N8, Saturday, 31st of January. Carl Donnelly. Yes. <laughs> to follow that. <laughs> uh, you're a patron of Veganuary. Are you, though? A patron? I don't know, is a patron the right word? They said that. I'll be honest, that's how I heard about Veganuary, is through your podcast. Then. Well, basically, yeah. So, uh, Veganuary is, is it's almost over now. It'll be ending on the 31st. Yeah. Celebrate at the Hope and Anchor Pub. Yeah. Um, yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, they have to bring your nuts. Yeah, <laughs> I meant that. I thought that was the first vegan food I could think of. But um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's been a thing that I was in, I got involved in about October time, September time. Uh, just I know, I'm a vegan. I'm not afraid to say that. And uh, it was to sort of see. It was a challenge to people to see if they could do it for a month 
who weren't, you know, already vegans and see how they felt and, you know, just see what... You know, just try and you didn't know campaign. this, did you? But uh, uh, T has been doing... I know, I didn't know. I only found out in the pub beforehand. I have been. Right now. I'm, I'm counting down the days, but it's been... <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean... In your face, Carl. That's right. That's <laughs> no, absolutely... I've always said it's not for everyone. No, well, I mean, I think... Um, I mean, I'll definitely do it again. Um, it's just... It's one of those things that kind of opens up your mind to different kinds of food. Um, I'm a very... I'm an awful cook. Can't cook for shit, but I've had to cook a couple of days this month because either that or I don't eat. So, um... <laughs> so, 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 from that point of view, it's made me grow a bit as a person. But no, I couldn't recommend it enough. A lot of people say, well, I couldn't give up this and I couldn't give up that, but... I see it as you're gaining a wider palate yeah, yeah. and you're eating more different foods. And also, I, I like, you know, something like I said, if it ain't for everyone, you don't have to give up stuff. Why don't you just cut it down? You know, I mean, yeah. it's, the fact to... is, you know, you've only got to look around. The amount of health problems around and the amount of, like, fat bastards. <laughs> it's like, it's, the fact is, you know, the diet in this country, you know, it's now we're the, what, we're the fattest people in Europe. Yeah. You know, and that... It's a fact. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, totally. Oh, God, I don't want to have that. It's like, it, you know what? And being being a vegan, it's quite hard to get fat. I know it sounds. This is like it's, it's not. This isn't why I think you should do it. I do it for ethical reasons. But you know, if you do want to just to put it on a purely, you know, materialistic sort of way, looking if we're looking at it, you know, it, it's you will definitely lose some weight. You'll trim up. I lost my Christmas weight, so I'm happy with that. Doesn't look good. Yeah, he yeah, does. Mate. He looks well sexy. Yeah, yeah. He's I'm, I'm the Denzel of North London. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he is like Denzel's ugly brother. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Cut me down like a tree. <laughs> I'm not cutting you down, T. Uh, Denzel's fucking gorgeous. You can't be Denzel. No one that's can, true, that's right? true. No one can. All right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Don't take it as a dig. All right. Uh, and the other thing I want... Actually, Carl, I'm going to ask you about... Um, Performing uh, stand up in a aeroplane. Yeah. In the second half. Cool. Because we haven't talked enough about Spurs and people can get no, right. So, Lester, you was at the game. I was at the game. <laughs> How was it? It was absolute dog shit. Oh, like, like, I, um, it was that thing where, you know, when you show up to a game and you know it's not a league game, so you, they might make a few changes and then you see the team sheet and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Just seeing, yeah. I've got to say, I, I, I'm, I'm very, I never overly criticise our players. I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't, See, it's the end of the world. I love supporting Tottenham, I love watching the matches, but I'm not somebody who's like, you fucking bad. I, mean, yeah, I won't yeah. do that, but, you know, I don't, Kapu was rubbish. He was rubbish and he was not good enough on that day, you know, and I think sort of, yeah, having him in the middle and I think they played Dembele sort of on this like number 10 sort of role and it was just all, just all the, the team was all over the shop. There was no need to mess around with it that much. It's, it's bizarre that, you know, there's almost players queuing up to be the next Jermaine Genus. I and mean, we said Paulinho was the next really? genius. But <laughs> Paulinho started think, again, that was a but, bad show. But I actually, <laughs> think, I actually think Dembele is the next genius, genius in the sense that the two most talented people in our team, OK, aside from probably Lloris and Nelson, is Dembele and Adebayor. In terms of natural talent, yeah, yeah. both at the most, and they're both... And Dembele just doesn't seem to... I don't know, it's like he doesn't believe in himself. I don't know if AVB sucked it out yeah. of him. He believes in himself. It's weird, because if you... At the game the other day, when you watch him, he, he believes in himself up until a point, yeah. and then he shits his pants every mm. time. And he was he, he was so frustrating to watch. I don't think he was... I don't think he had a terrible game, yeah. like, but he just... He, he'd move it forward, and then he'd get to the point where you think, right, now's the time to do something good with it, and then he'd... Turn back. I'm going to say Dembele on Saturday was like a relationship that lasted about a month too long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll explain why after Ricky. All right, go on. Um, 
when I saw the the uh, the, the team news when you come around, yeah, <laughs> just, just, just before just before the pipe, when I'd seen the uh, team news called out, there was like wasn't there nine team changes or something yeah. mad like that? Yep. You cannot like for me, you, you can't change a team that much. You no. can keep you can keep the, the core spine. You can ch- change like off the wings, certain Kirikesh. people. Kirikesh at right back. Anything. What is that decision? But he's done. He's done right in half a game once. In, in, earlier on, I think. <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> remember we talked about. It? Yeah, he did do okay. He did do okay in oh, a game. There was that one game. But I mean, like making. My point is making that amount of changes for a single game. Like we got away with it at Burnley <laughs> in the cup. Um, and I think Harry Redknapp done that previously against Arsenal of all of all teams. We well, got the, fucking the slapped. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just <clears> don't <throat> think you can make that amount of. Th- I mean, like with people that are coming back from fitness, yeah. willing to prove themselves, youth team, whatever. You can't just chuck all of these people in and think because they have ability they should be able to do a yeah, job. Yeah. You can't just be so naive and think no. that you, you have to have. But, what, but pe- people that have. Uh, yeah, you shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, pe- people that have the physical and mental strength <clears throat> that can play two games uh, in a week, they should. I mean, like Vertonghen, Lloris, people like that, they can play. It's not not a, ch- not a thing of like resting gonna, or anything. I was going to make a point about that. Vertonghen has played actually 11 or 12 games in a row. So at some point, he was going to have to drop out. But then Fazio came in and did all right, but... I think Mindy did a blog today and you got people like Kapu and um, Kapu and Kabul. They both seem to be the common theme for our performances this season. And well, Kabul could to... have dealt with that Alua. Like, uh, Kabul's a big guy, but yeah. Alua had him in his... Like, he's won every header against yeah. him. But you, embarrassing. Can't, you can't complain about this stuff. You can't be in four competitions and not rely on fringe members of the squad. Yeah, but you can't just throw the whole shape out, surely. Like, chucking Kirikesh at right back and, yeah. you know, putting... Um, Put in someone like uh, like Dembele and Paulino now and again. One of them didn't know who was going to be playing off the striker. Like there just needs to be some consistency. You can change the team, but keep people in their natural sort of. What, what I'm saying is, there are going to be games where shit falls apart and it yeah. doesn't work. It'd be like Chincho Chebe, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Things fall apart. Yeah, it's a good book. <laughs> it is a good book. What yeah, the that, fuck? That's an obscure reference. I don't know why I said it. There's a book called Things Fall Apart and it's awesome. Yeah, it's a really good book. Read it by Chincho Chebe. <laughs> Flav's got full hipster, shall I jump in it? <laughs> yeah, no, no. What I want to say is that he, he, there are sometimes things ain't going to work out how you want them to, and it's because we've played nine games. By the end of January, we would have played nine games in a month, where Arsenal have played three games in a month. You can't expect the level of performance that that, that you guys want. No, you're expecting too much, I think. But I, I, maybe, but I think no. there is. We've got enough players that you can still. Field a different team and players can play in a, a position that suits them better than some of the positions on, on Saturday, I thought. It's, it's one of those things where I think Ricky made this point. Against Burnley, we, we got over the line with a similar kind of team. And that's a game that could have could have ended badly. We were 2-0 yeah. down. That but home, two games yeah. before this game yeah. happened. So it's like 180 minutes no, of football. No, well, my point is that we've played similar kind of skeleton teams and gotten over the line. Maybe this is the time when, you know, maybe, maybe luck, luck has run out a bit. Yeah. I think, like, I think Poch knows the, 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 the players that he can rely on, that he can trust. Um, and I think he's, he's obviously trying to bring people back. I think I've, I've heard that he's, you know, one of his worries, and we'll go into this later as well, um, is that Harry Kane's relying too much on Harry Kane scoring yeah. goals. He needs to bring Adebayor back and Soldado 
And one of them needs to start scoring and, yeah. and to gain a bit of form. Because if Harry Kane gets an injury, then yeah. we are really fucked. Well, we, Soldado was actually, I thought, played well until he went off. Did all Other right. than, obviously, he didn't score, so yeah. he didn't do everything he's meant to do. But actually, when he went off, I thought we lost a bit of our movement up front. And I, I think we actually got worse. I think the, 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 the issue I had in terms of our substitutions, and this is more in hindsight than at the time, and then my mate saw at the time, I didn't see at the time, was that he took off um, Townsend for Ericsson. And bringing Ericsson on is obviously logical, because yeah. he obviously can get a late goal, but taking Townsend off, that gives us a bit of width, because Lamella's on the other side. And Townsend wasn't having a bad game, exactly. he, wasn't, he wasn't playing terribly. I, th- I think Dembele should have been the one to maybe come off. Yep. But this, as I said, this is all looking better. At the time, I thought, well, maybe this could work. But I think Dembele was on the pitch for maybe a few minutes too long. OK, so we had uh, that game, which was horrible. Yeah. Uh, and then before that, Sheffield United at home, uh, we won 1-0. So... I'm at least one goal away from getting a tattoo. Another tattoo. Yeah, you're not, not tattoo less. No, no, but uh, the, uh, I, what, the tattoos I have on my body are want. All of them. Barring, no, that's, not, <laughs> that's something I've made mistakes. I've made mistakes. But uh, no, I, I, I don't want to end up with a fighting cock tattoo on have my body. Have you told why? Why are you getting what, a tattoo? What is this? If I can't do it, everyone else knows. It's very, very... Basically, if Spurs don't reach the final, I'm getting a fighting cock tattoo on my wow. body. Because of Ricky. Was it because it's the kind of thing you have to say when you're recording because the, the people like it. Okay. But you don't realise you're putting your body on the line sometimes, Carl. No, that is yeah, that's dangerous. It's stupid. Right. And I'm going to learn my lesson. One no, I, I don't quite like a challenge. You want to give me one? I'll, do I'll, 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 get, a, I'll get a tattoo. If you, give me one. If uh... okay, so if, if Sheffield United knock us out, we're both getting fighting cock tattoos don't, on our body. Do I have to get a fighting cock? One? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get? No. Uh, it's either the fighting cock one. Or do, you want, do you still <laughs> want to get involved? <laughs> do you still want to get involved? <laughs> You can't say no, no, it can be the size of, um, I don't know, about two inches by about three inches. That's big, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's how big. You can say no, because this is my commitment and I've done this. <laughs> no, all right. right fair enough. Really I'll I'll, set you up that for another too, tattoo later It's also on. too near the time, and I'm not going to make a bet that I, I like more variables. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've, you've got a tattoo on your hand, uh, on your arm, on your arm, which I've was got, it, the Naughty Boys. Oh, yeah, I've got a drunken one. I, when I got drunk. So I'm not against a, a, yeah. an impromptu tattoo, don't get me wrong. Well, exactly. So, uh, yeah, so basically I've got to get a tattoo if Spurs get knocked out next next Wednesday. Wow. Um, I, like I was it. so convinced. Like, Sheffield United, they, do you know what? Everyone was saying, oh, plucky Sheffield United, they did well. They were fucking shit, I thought. <laughs> Dog shit. Yeah. And they 10 were. out of the 11 players had their shirts tucked in. They all look like Andy Sinton, every <laughs> single one of them. I remember w- w- uh, watching a, a guy run down Carl Walker and nick the ball off him. He had his shirt tucked in. What kind of self-respecting footballer has his shirt tucked in? I'll tell you what, they're the fattest keeper I've ever seen. I reckon it was... He, he, um, he had the fat, they had the fat keeper. It was Kevin Pressman's son. Yes! It had to be. Was it? It had to be. Well, I the wouldn't be surprised. Was, the guy was huge. Oh, and, I, and the thing was the Townsend's penalty. He knew it was going to go because it was that fat. It couldn't get down quick enough. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, it's it, the game was very frustrating and... It didn't go the way we wanted, and we should have smashed them to pieces. But they are fucking dog shit. I don't give a fuck. And if I have to get a tattoo because of Sheffield United because of that team, <laughs> I'm going to be furious. Stab <laughs> Sean Bean. <laughs> they, they were shit. They were absolutely they were, shit. They were they, terrible. They, they were shit. But the thing is, though, it's going to be tough as fuck going up there. It will not be. They, I, don't, uh, they, if, I don't think it will be. I mean, the can... first 15 minutes, they are going to apply so much pressure with all their fans behind them and we're going to find it really tough and if they score 
We are Obviously in fucking difficult. But the thing is, they were giving it all largely in the press beforehand, saying we're going to make it physical and really get at them. And that just tell our players to do the same. Get Stambouli looks like somebody who he's up for a foot knocking somebody about. Is he, just is he send them yeah. into fucking. No, he's small. He's small, but he's a yeah, nutter. Like, Trust me, I've yeah. looked into his eyes. I met him the other day. Didn't really, I reckon yeah. he's because <laughs> he's got that air of Sandro about him where he looks like. He's, he's a bit he's, unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, he that's why I, I thought Kapoor was a bad choice the other yeah. day. You know, Leicester obviously are going to come and just... They're not going to be great, yeah. and they were crap as well, watching them. But to have someone like Stan Bully just to get involved... Ro- rolling out these players, like, uh, like against <coughs> Leicester, is it a case of trying to put some of them in the shop window as well? Maybe. Uh, and, and just, <laughs> they're all oh, now oh, in the oh, fucking yeah, bargain yeah, yeah, exactly. bucket after <laughs> 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 Saturday. The bucket, they're on two for one. You get fucking Paulinho and <laughs> Dembele two for one, guys. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Sheffield United got to the semi, and you know there are no mugs to get that far. And you know, a lot of people are critical about how we played, but. Um, <laughs> A lot of them was down to how they, how they shut us down as well. Rick is actually in attendance for the, for the second leg, and I'm a little bit jealous. Yeah, I am, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You looking forward to it? The, the last kind of games, away games, that, that I get to is the European away games, and they're, yeah. always, they're always absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And um, so I'm looking forward to uh, the next best thing of European away is Sheffield United. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh,
So anyway, look, we've got what pred- predictions? This is the worst preview of a game ever. Uh, I think we're going to uh, we'll do them two ones. Good. So what is that? Oh, in five nil Spurs. That is that leads to a question actually, but we'll, we'll get there in a minute. But um, I reckon I reckon they will go. They will win one nil. That's a they'll win one in a normal time. Wow. Extra time. We do like we've done against Burnley. Extra time. Oh, please. Two heartbreaking goals. Please. Fucking yes. Yeah. Please. Yes. yes. Nah. That's what I want. That's I think, what I want. I think a comfortable 2 0 win. Oh. Yeah. That's my. I think it's going to be actually a lot easier than with. We got sent in a question about. from uh, a lady called Rebecca Braddock. There are ladies that listen to the podcast. Right? I know. I've, I saw that on there and I haven't really been listening to anything anyone's been saying. I've been wondering what Rebecca Braddock looks like. She had a little twinge. I did. Yeah, me too. Did you ever look at her? No, I did. I did. Oh, and Facebook. I would well, never. Have, yeah, I would yeah. never objectify a woman like that. Ever. No, I would. <laughs> well, I, 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 I do it. I, no, I do. If, any, if anyone sends me a message on Twitter or Facebook, I'd check them out. <laughs> male or female? Yeah, yeah see what they're like. If female, be. quicker than if they're male. I don't put it off to the next day. <laughs> anyway, she asked, do, you, "Do any of you want to slap me?" Yeah. For, for his wrong predictions or generally take the piss, should uh, should you have a league table of guesses throughout the season, uh, just listen to uh, the 5-0 prediction against Leicester game. I, my my predictions are uh, ridiculous because I think predictions are boring, but everyone wants to hear them. I want to slap Flav and Barty for their predictions because they are dickheads. The only time that the predictions were a bad thing was when uh, I said, wouldn't it be ridiculous if West Ham beat us 3-0 at home and then the next week that's exactly what yeah. happened but I haven't learnt my lesson but it's well, done something similar as well what did he do he predicted some fucking I think for a few appearances in the track he got the predictions wrong but none of us are superstitious apart from Ricky so personally I don't want to slap him I don't care I think, yeah. I, think I, don't, I don't believe in luck. Predictions are a dangerous thing good example being I got offered tickets to the Chelsea match on New Year's Day and I in my head was like, we're going to get spanked. Oh, no. And I knew I was going to be battered on New Year's Eve. <laughs> so I turned it down because I thought, I can't I can't sit in White Hart Lane watching us get spanked with a hangover because I'll cry yeah. in front of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I said no to the tickets. <laughs> and then I was lying in my bed with a hangover watching it. and It, was, it cured my hangover. It was the best day of my life. <sighs> and then I'd, I just remember thinking, never, ever predict. Don't predict. But my situation on New Year's Day was so bad that I couldn't even see the game. Really? Yeah, again. So I'll tell you about it when we finish. And this is uh, the first half of the Fighting Cock podcast. Uh, if you're interested in Tottenham and football, you would have hated that, but uh, I enjoyed it. So That was all, all football talk. <laughs> uh, windy. Tactics. Yeah. Windy, about to draw the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I've got your back. Hi, Windy here, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off with the loan players, Tom Carroll went off after nine minutes as Swansea lost 3-1 to Blackburn. His substitution came after Kyle Bartley was sent off and they had to do a bit of a reshuffle defensively. Ryan Fredericks was missing for Middlesbrough again with a thigh injury. Alex Pritchard scored the winning goal from the penalty spot as Brentford beat Norwich 2-1 and according to many he was their outstanding player. Shaq Coulthurst was an unused sub for Southend, and Tomislav Gamelt wasn't involved for Bari. Grant Hall missed out for Blackpool through injury. Their manager, Lee Clark, said he's going to be out for three or four weeks, which is a blow as I thought he was outstanding at Wolves. 
Milos Velkovic has joined Charlton on a season-long loan and made his debut in a nil-nil draw at Wolves, playing 83 minutes. The excellent Ian Liddle on Twitter, Spurs fan and Charlton press officer, said, For interested THFC fans, Velkovic played central midfield in a 4-4-2 and looked very assured on his debut. He won tackles and retained possession. Finally, centre-back Dominic Ball has joined League Two Cambridge United on a season-long loan and was on the bench as they drew with Manchester United on Friday. Our under-18 to progress to the fifth round of the FA Youth Cup with a 2-0 win over Wolves on Thursday night. Ishmael Azawi opened the scoring before Kyle Walker-Peters made the game safe. It was a solid but unspectacular performance with 15-year-old centre-back Jaffet Tanganga, our outstanding player on the night. We play Manchester United in the next round, a fixture likely to take place at White Hart Lane. Less than 48 hours after the Wolves match, we played Villa in the league at Hotspur Way. Going in 2-0 down at the break, it looked like it could have been 5 or 6 by the end, but our lads were much improved in the second half and Shane Harrison made it 2-1. Our best players were Luke Amos, Anton Walks and Marcus Edwards, who was making his first start at this level. The under-21s played last week in a behind-closed-doors friendly against Nottingham Forest. Ruben Limerez and Kenny McAvoy were on the score sheet in the 2-0 win. This week, they played Leicester and drew 0-0 at Hotspur Way. That's it for this week, but if you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter, at Wendy Coys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. Thank you very much, Wendy. Cheers, Wendy. Uh, Thank you, Wendy. Sensible Cheers, football mate. chat. You did put the bins up, by the way, you told us. <laughs> put bins up. Yeah. Well, he was on the podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he got an alert on his iPad. <laughs> He's the only one that brings an iPad to, to, to this. Yeah. And as you can tell from the first half of the podcast, you don't need an iPad. You no. just need controversial views. You just need your own mind and opinions. Exactly. Uh, but he, he had an alert come up said, put bins out. So, and Ricky lost it. Yeah. Uh, so we're always, we're always conscious of the fact that, that at some point during the week his refuse has to go. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you, Wendy. Um, you were talk- I-, I wanted to ask you about this, doing a gig at 35,000 feet. Yeah. What, what uh, was it about? I got asked to do a gig. Uh, it was sort of part of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival last year to do a gig on the. There's a little Virgin flight that goes between London and Edinburgh. Mm. I got asked to do a gig from Edinburgh to London on the plane for the people that are leaving the Fringe. Is and in front one, of the plane? Yeah, so I had to get up at the front and do it through. You know the phone that they do, like, ladies oh. and gentlemen, when I'm blah, blah, blah. So they didn't see you? Uh, no, they, they got given a flyer as they got on the flight saying, to celebrate the Edinburgh Fringe, you're going to have a little bit of comedy during the flight. And I got I got introduced by the the head steward, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was a really camp guy. I can't remember his name. He was really cool, and he brought he just got on the phone thing and said, "Right now, ladies and gents, are you ready for some comedy?" <laughs> and then uh, he just introduced me. I got up out of the front seat, <laughs> took the phone off him, and had to do a comedy set via that. <laughs> but I, I flipped it round and pressed the button, so I held it like a microphone, yeah. and I had to do a ten to fifteen minute comedy set on a plane, and but I they, did it on the way back. They couldn't see you. No, they could. So uh, I was standing in the middle at the front. Right. So as if I was doing a sort of like, you know, you know, safety announcement. But they, yes, yeah, so it was. I thought it was going to be the worst gig of all time because, you know, one, you know, comedy needs to have people wanting to watch comedy. Why would you? It's, otherwise, it's dog shit, isn't it? Yeah. But the fact that they, everyone just got so excited they were watching comedy at such a like that, you know, they're, they're part of probably such a small number of people that have ever watched comedy at that height. And flights are boring, so to yeah, have that... Exactly, it's only like a, an hour flight, and so it ended up being <laughs> ultimately more fun than I thought. For me, flights, not so much boring, it's the point that I'm at 35,000 feet in the air and that I could die at any minute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's what scares me, and if somebody 
gave me comedy for 10 to 15 minutes and yeah. took my mind off it, I'd be more than happy. Oh, it was nice. That's what I mean. I think everyone just got into it way more than I thought they would. So it was actually quite easy. Like, you know, it was, uh, I, you know, I'm not, a lot of, a lot of comics do like a lot of corporate gigs. I don't really do them because I, I don't like doing comedy to people that don't want to watch comedy. So you, you know corporate gigs, you, yeah. is that like bread and butter? Well, a lot of some comedians make probably way more than they do normally on the circuit doing corporates. But yeah. I haven't. I don't really do them. I haven't done weirdly. I haven't done one for two years. Did my first one in two years on a other than that flight one on Thursday night. I did a comedy set at the uh, PDC Darts Awards dinner. Uh, <laughs> so I had Gary Anderson, the uh, the new world champion in the front. I had yeah. Barry Hearn was sitting on the front table, <laughs> and I had a bit of better chat with Barry, who totally mugged me off as well. <laughs> Why? Well, no, no, because me and him were having. Like, I was, I was getting like laughs from having a bit of chat with Barry because he's like he owns everything. So everyone in that room, when they saw me and Barry having a bit of a bit of banter, they got on board. And then everyone I was chatting to on the front was a millionaire who like owns a sport company. And then at one point, I, everyone I was chatting to it was doing my everything. They were all like rich. I said the line. I went, guys, is anyone here at the front? Who's the poorest person at the front? Barry Hearn just shouted out, you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll give you that one, Barry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the best bit of heckling. You've oh, ever it's heard. amazing, yeah. So I ended up weirdly, like I said, I don't do corporates because I don't find them fun. But, yeah, that, that plane one was fun and that one on Thursday was all right as well. Fair enough. Uh, the Fighting Cock is sponsored by Calm 12 Men A Day Commit Suicide. I'm laughing because those situations must be, sometimes when you're up in front of a, a group of people that, aren't laughing at you. And as a comedian, a stand-up comedian, it yeah. must be that you've got to make people laugh because that's your job. Yep. And when um, you don't, it ain't good. What is it like? It's the worst feeling on earth. Has it happened much? I, yeah, it still happens now and again. Oh. But the longer you do it, the fewer and further between they get. Yeah. You know, when you knew it, yeah, it can be quite regular. But, yeah, no, I'm now I still have the odd is shocker. It, is it a good learning experience? Yeah, I mean, you need it now and again to remind you you're not... You know, uh, you know, yeah, totally. Because otherwise, you get an ego. Now and again, you need people to remind you. You're just a bloke with a microphone. Mm. You don't mean shit, mate. I had that. I need that a couple of times. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that <comes from> us. <laughs> a couple of times a week, someone needs to come and say, "You're just a bloke, not a legend." And that's, the, that's the problem. It's, it's hard. It's hard being at the top. And it all comes from a Facebook post <laughs> <laughs> or a Twitter comment. You're a cunt, mate. Oh, I've had that. You've heard my feelings from <laughs> Barry from Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> Terry from Tottenham. <laughs> anyway, yeah, sorry. The Fighting Cock is partnered with and sponsored by Calm. Uh, 12 men a day commit suicide. It's fortly it's because we don't talk about our problems. If you're feeling sad or low, talk to someone. It doesn't have to be someone you know. Calm have a helpline open from 5pm until midnight. The number is 0808 802 5858. There's also a web chat. It's open from 5pm until midnight. Visit the calm zone dot net and their twitter handle is at the calm zone amazing amazing charity there's yeah, yeah. incredible i work. recommend i go i see a counselor once a week because i you know i've i've had bad things happen like yeah. divorce and stuff and i genuinely it's the best thing i've ever done talking, talking. Oh, and i know i know it's, to get serious for a sec like i if you find the right counselor it is the best it, once a week it's like you properly clear out all your cobwebs and i and I've grew up in a council flat in South London, so I never talked about emotions mm. until I was about 28. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then when it was, suddenly like, I finally thought, I'm actually going to be proactive, and went. And it is brilliant. It genuinely like, helps. Like, and, you know, it's, it's genuinely, I, I would recommend that. To yeah, absolutely. Who, and a lot of people, blokes, think, nah, it's like, like, 
books, isn't it? Yeah. To, actually, it's really good. I saw yeah. a counselor many, many moons ago, and initially I was just like, the fuck is this? Yeah. Now it's about two or three sessions, you kind of get into it, and, you know, as Carl said, you just kind of, you know, just release your problems, yeah. and it's kind of good. It doesn't to work, kind of, like, every time. I went, I went to, the first counselor I went to see just didn't work, you know what I mean? Like, I know it sounds ridiculous, but she just listened and nodded, yeah. and I was like, I want it's some like feedback. It's like Sopranos. Yeah. Give me hair. Say something. Yeah, exactly, that's exactly it. I don't want somebody to tell me how to fix everything, because that's not how it works, yeah. but I wanted somebody to have some opinion on it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the first one I got just nodded. And after an hour of me just saying stuff, I'm like, right, um, I'll see you next week. I was like, why? <laughs> I've just said everything I could ever say. Getting about 70 pounds an hour for it yeah. as well, you know? Um, yeah, and she was private. The one I'm seeing now is on the NHS group, so, uh, <laughs> And she's even better, so... Well, the know. thing is, it's, 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 it is just about sharing stuff and getting things out. And, that, and that's, that, that's what helps so many men. And, and that's why we support Calm, because so many men don't talk about their problems. They, well, they all feel alone and, you know, just got to share your problems. The problem shared is a problem halved. Uh, that, yeah. that, I mean, it's a cliche, but it's true. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it, it definitely is. And, uh, you know, it's okay. It's okay to feel sad. That's all. Yeah. All right. So, uh, West Brom. Thank you for that, Cole. That's all right. <laughs> West, West Brom, um, we've got to play them away. We're back to normal now, pretty much. We've got Sheffield United next week, but I, I'd expect us to see a more secure Tottenham team. Uh, West Brom. Lamella in the uh, standard earlier talks about how him uh, how he's going to repay his £30 million <laughs> debt to Tottenham. It's his own debt. He yeah. made it happen by being good for Roma. He should have done it earlier as well. What, yeah. did, the, what did the... What did it say? He was just saying he feels that after his uh, calf injury, um, that's not like he's got a cow in the field and it's just been... He's been <laughs> n- nursing it. It's actually his calf. He's got loads of calf. <laughs> Um, that he needs, he's he's back to his physical fitness, um, and that he's he's ready to repay. That's what he's saying in the stand. That he's ready to repay the the thirty million that we've shelled out on him. But could um, have thought about this before Saturday's game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like reading it, reading it. Apparently, he's the shining light on sat in Saturday's game. Who said this? Body. He did. <laughs> That is not correct. No, I, mean, I didn't say it. That, that, that was in the standard. Apparently, he was the he was one of the people that was raring to go, Mister Attacker. No, I thought he seemed a bit of a threat, but I don't think it was that great. But his, I mean, his last start was against Leicester, ironically. Um, he was injured since that game, but he scored against Burnley, so he's going to maybe get on a good one. I think he should shoot more because he's got a decent shot on him. Yeah, but um. No, I mean, with regards to West Brom, we've actually got a decent record there, other than the 2 0 abortion. Can't say the other word. Other than the 2 0 abortion many, many moons ago. I think Redknapp was. That's why you the worst word. There's a worse one than that, trust me. <laughs> but no, I think um, that must have been about um, 2011. But we've got a decent record up there, and um, if we pick off, uh, if we've got our full strength team, then we should do well. I think we had about one injury against Leicester, so players are coming back to, to full fitness. I'd like to uh, talk about this kind of Harry Kane, <laughs> Harry Kane situation we've got, where we've got two strikers of <coughs> Soldado and Adebayor that are clearly not firing, and we are putting Kane and playing him as a number ten. You won't in this game, I don't think. Even though he's playing better as the as the striker, but he's been played at a number ten. Ericsson's been shifted out. To accommodate Adibayo and Soldado, and yeah. they're not, and they're not playing, but we're working a lot better if Kane was the number pa- nine. Pochettino, for I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that Kane will start up top, and Ericsson will be number ten with Lamella 
and if Chadley's back, then maybe him. Yeah. If not, Townsend will probably start. So I, I get that. I, I think that he's he's actually rested or tried to change uh, for, for the cup games uh, that that dynamic. So to to, to give Kane so, a chance. So for, for, I mean, in the it, Premier League games, that's his ideal choice <clears throat> to have Kane up front for Sheffield United away. Um, obviously, second leg. We'll revert back to type. We will. I don't want that. No one wants it. So someone, someone. Well, I, I don't want a, a, like kind of like the, the the players that played against Leicester. Oh no, no, no! No, no chance for that. All. No chance. Okay. So, uh, do you think against Sheffield United, Kane will start up top? Yes. Yeah, I he, think he will. he'll start. I don't know if he'll start. When I don't think start, he will. But he will start. Yeah, he might start, but he won't. He won't start up top. I don't think. Not against Sheffield United, but he will against. Uh, West Brom. He'll right. finish up top. This is what happens. He starts in the number 10 I, position. I and he always he, finishes up with Soldado or Adebayo ahead of him getting yeah. subbed off. And he always finishes up up I top. I don't anyway. think he should start, he should start up, up top then. I don't think he should start up top for. Uh, he shouldn't play against Sheffield United. You don't need him. We to do. Play, what, Kane? For yeah. the sake of your skin, we do, mate. I'm, I, 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 my skin's on the line, and I'm telling you that yeah. Kane doesn't have to play against him. He fucking does. We'll play. We'll play. Uh, tell, tell me and, why, I, I, want, I want to know why. So what? So who's scoring? What, what, who's on the score? Adi and Soldado, who yeah. can play a blinder up front together as a as a two man. No, like that's that's, like that's worked well, well so far, mate. Well, on Saturday, so I genuinely think Soldado had a good game, but he had no. He was he was making all the moves. He was laying it off, but there was no one to actually do something with it. And I think Kane would could be the person to do that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you're, you're probably right. But Kane and Adibayo, I think, should start against Sheffield United. Uh, and the league games will be what we what we have seen and expect to be. Uh, a Tottenham first team lineup, I reckon. I don't know. <coughs> I, just, I just think it's um, ridiculous. <laughs> the whole thing is fucking the, the, fucked. That, that uh, you know, you've got Kane, who is clearly in form as the striker, and even though that may not be his preferred choice, or that's where he plays, but if if he's scoring goals and he's playing in that position, uh, we're in the semi final of. Uh, the League Cup second leg and Kane has to start up top and Ericsson has to play behind him. And then, like, d- down the wings, you, could, you maybe could change it up a bit, but that kind of central spine is is where we've been winning games, where yeah. we've been scoring goals. Bar Townsend, who's been scoring penalties. <laughs> and apart from that... It, how much of this is to do with the fact that Ben's Lev's missing Mason against... Well, it's, uh, weird it's so weird that we're missing... To the youngest players yeah. in the squad, it's, it's very yeah, it's odd, but but he relies we do on miss him. Yeah, Ben Slope yeah. did an interview and saying how how much he's looking forward to coming back and that that he knows that um, Pochettino relies on him uh, and that he feels that he has a responsibility to come back and do the business. Yeah. Well, they lost the other day, so that's encouraging. Good, <laughs> good. If any Algerians are listening, I'm sorry, but we want uh, we want Ben Slope back. I'm not sorry. I don't give a shit about your African Nations campaign. Okay. That's harsh. I think called them rats. Uh, I should have bloody hell well hope not. Well, I wouldn't do because they didn't behave like Sheffield United fans did. <laughs> <laughs> I had a flashback. I think on last time I was on, I slagged off Harry Kane. Did you? Do you remember? I, I'm pretty sure I remember saying it was this is based on last season. I said I don't think he's ever going to cut it, <laughs> and then that has been. White, like, I'm, I'm always happy Mate, when I I'm proved wrong. I, I love being proved wrong, but. I still I, I made a tweet in 2011. We said this before, but for your sake, I, I made a tweet in 2011. And said that uh, Harry Kane. I know he's young, but he will never make it at Tottenham yeah. ever. Yeah. And it's still getting retweeted. Yeah. Almost. But it's on good, it's good to be proved wrong in that 
sense. I love it. I, yeah. I, I make up Twitter accounts just to retweet what people <laughs> <laughs> Just to get it out there. Is that what's happening? Yeah, it's me. It's all me. All me. Uh, we just got my hide your email just to be everyone every week. You're a rat, Ricky. <laughs> but um, with regards to the West Brom game, Liverpool play West Ham. I don't know if it's the same day, and they're both the two teams directly below us. West so uh, Andy Carroll knocks in a hat trick against them. I fucking hate Liverpool. I'll only be happy about that if we win. If we win our game, so I was saying it's important that you know that we do get a good result against West Brom. And I mean, with regards to the Leicester game, going back a bit, I mean, people said we should have played a stronger team, but if we played Hugo Lloris, Harry Kane, and Eriksen, and they all three get injured. It's one of those things that with hindsight, maybe we should have picked a stronger team. We just, you just, you don't know. You just don't know the variables. I mean. Maybe looking at it now, maybe if we played a stronger team to start the game, win it after an hour, which we could have, yeah. might have we could have been tunneled up after an hour and then take, I don't know, the best players off and then just kind of put two banks of four in and yeah. just kind of... OK, so you got your predictions for West Brom? I think we'll lose 2-1. Wow. <laughs> Bang. That's the first defeat I've said in ages. We're going to win 5-0. I thought you were just saying that we've got we've had a good. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, but just a kind of reverse psychology Jedi mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna get our best players back. <laughs> this is the blood technique. Right. And then lose two. T is the counselor now. Yeah. He's the mind fucker. Yeah, man. Right. Uh, okay. Um, shit. Yeah, they got Pulis as well now. They're going to make it very hard. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to start with tea and say we're going to lose. <laughs> oh, my God, what have I started? Yeah, it's, nah, right. it's about time. We've, we're, we're due a moody draw. That's what we're doing. A really moody nil-nil. Oh, <laughs> Nothing oh happens. God. Nothing happens. I love a naughty nil-nil. <laughs> <laughs> In four years of doing this, we've nev- no no one has ever... There's never been 75% predictions of not winning. Not winning, that's true. All right, I'll say 6-0, not 5-0. 6-0. 6-0. Hugo Luis Brace. <laughs> <laughs> We've got an up and coming fixtures of Sheffield United away, West Brom away, obviously, as we talked about. The scum at home. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Liverpool away to our fixtures, I guess, and Fiorentina at home. Nice, win them all. Yeah. No problems. I there. think. Um, Get that nil nil out of the way against West Brom and then three <laughs> wins, isn't it? I think, Arsenal, it? I think the Liverpool game is a Tuesday after the Arsenal game, so we've got two kind of tough, well, <laughs> tough ish games in about three or four days, so. Yeah. They're very defining people. I think after that, we're out of the FA Cup, so we get a bit of a break. They're going to play Fiorentina, so. Yeah. So, so we'll see. Rodents to a man. It might, it, <laughs> it, 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 it might look like as well that, uh, I, that I can't pronounce his name. The guy for Fiorentina going to Chelsea. Oh, Cuidado. Cuidado, yeah. Yeah. Might happen, might yeah. not happen. Yeah, get, get, get him out of the way. Get him out of the way. <laughs> get, get rid of him. He's good in the World Cup. Get rid of him. <coughs> um. Yeah, so win all those. And uh, we've got the transfer deadline day. By the time we record, it would have been and gone. When is it? No, it wouldn't have, because it comes out tomorrow. It's tomorrow? The pod comes out tomorrow. The transfer no, deadline is no, next No, the next, the next podcast. Oh, yeah. So between now... Don't fuck with my shit. I'm sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> all right. I defer. That's all right. Uh, yeah, so the, the deadline day, by the time you, you hear the next Fighting Court podcast, it would have been done. And... Um, Buying players isn't something that we're going to do. No one, no one seems to have a cheeky little. We have to buy one person. It's just you. Just you have to buy. You have to have a pub with someone. Have we ever gone through a transfer window without buying? No, no. no. So last that's January. What I'm saying. You, you, you get last January. Uh, got no one. We must have had someone. I, want to, to I really want to say Ryan Nelson. I know that ain't true. That's, but that's, that's, that's years ago. I just want to say it. Yeah, yeah. Got Nelson and Saha. We got Hope being in January as well. 
Did well, we not buy any one last year? We definitely. We must have had some. Sherwood bought another one. Oh, uh, yeah, they wouldn't trust him, would they? Oh. All right, fair enough. So we, this is normal for us now. Someone will correct us tomorrow. Do you know what they, people always said? Big clubs don't buy people in January. And that's why Arsenal are signing that shit cunt. They also bought their, there's that young uh, defensive midfielder they bought, six, six, seventeen year old or something, eighteen. Oh yeah, old. the Jeremy Carr looking bloke, yeah. Yeah. It rings true. Um, um, where is he from? Poland? Is Poland yeah, I think he is, yeah. Um but we got rid of Norton for five million. That's all right. That's all right. You know, sometimes you're like, yeah. come on, that ain't true. Yeah. And I like I think like, Norton could be alright. But five million is it's, that's good money good business yeah. good business but you said we needed a right back I mean we've got Yedlin Yedlin's kind of a selling in a way in Yed- this general but I don't think he's going to start for us before the Yed- season's out Yedlin has been pale in the development squad so I'm not saying that he isn't going to be the man he might well be he's very quick we, we know what we know about Yedlin and that ain't much other than the fact that he can run fast um, but there was a kid in my primary school that could run really fast Hang so on, where's Dave? doesn't Davis play then alright no, 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 no Davies. He's competed with Daniel Rose. Oh, he's left. left. Yeah, sorry. We haven't talked about Davies against Sheffield United. Honestly, I was at the game and I was watching him. And I was thinking, should this man ever play professional but football? But see, I again? saw him on his debut and I thought he was really good. Down yeah, there. I, I've been impressed with him before, yeah. but that game was especially bad. But yeah, Norton sold. Um, he was never going to be a good right back, was he? And no, he was out of contact in summer, so we have good business. <laughs> Is he ready? Yeah. We have a a, a, yeah, a, a Kirikas should never be allowed to touch that <laughs> so, side of the pitch. So we've basically got Walker and Yedlin. So Yedlin is like an you know an unknown. I keep seeing people putting putting him in predicted um, starting lineups. I'm like, well, where were you gleaning this from? Yeah, yeah. they glean it because he's new and they don't know. And yeah. I saw him do that one really good run in the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> they saw him do one great thing, and they were like, "Here we go." I saw someone say on Twitter that uh, Yedlin had Ronaldo in his pockets. Until you, until Ronaldo turned over to the other side, uh, uh, switch sides on yeah. the football pitch, um, uh, Yedlin just smashed him to pieces. So but Yedlin didn't play against him. But that would make that tweet yeah. uh, an idiot. That's why people are laughing. I don't think Yedlin even played that game. Right, Flav. <laughs> yeah. Who you think, or where, where, if you could buy, not if you could buy one player, but where would you say we need to strengthen? And don't say right back. <laughs> it is right back, clearly. <laughs> I've been saying this for yeah. weeks. We need a right back. I, I, I want, I want two strikers. I, I don't want to sell Adebayo and, uh, and Soldado. So I want five strikers for that one berth, and I want them to really try to be that one man. But they're talking about there's all there's, today. There was rumours going on about Danny Ings, wasn't there? Danny Ings is the man. Yeah, yeah, like sell Kane to get Ings really in. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> he can run around. I don't trust things. It's going to be... I don't think I trust him. You, know, you can't trust a man like that. I just, yeah, he could, I don't, yeah just, he, there's not something about him I just don't think. Seriously, though, I, I, I think he's impressive and I think that the fact that he plays with Burnley is is what holds what people hold against him. I think he's a good player. Or is it, you know... That he's average. Yeah, and he looks good against a pile of shit. Like Tottenham. Like Tottenham, yeah. yeah. He, he so he easy. might be all right for us. Yeah. <laughs> We, we have a knack of turning potential into shit, so I, I think we, there's no reason why we shouldn't carry on that trait. I'm genuinely yeah. interested, Carl, T, who, who like, if, if you were to look at our team right now and say, right, this is the position that we need to strengthen, and you don't have to say, oh, I, I would think, like to get that person in, but this is the this is the position. I'd like a really good... I mean, it's that weird thing where, you know, 
I really don't, you know, I, I don't think Lamella does too well when he's out on the right and something. Uh, you know, just, I think, I don't know, there's something about Lamella. I think he, there's places he could play maybe yeah. a bit better than that. I, I just think we need to get, get rid of Lennon because he just seems, doesn't seem to be in Pochettino's, you know, plans. Get a really sort of nippy winger. You know yeah. what I mean? It'd be nice to sort of. Like push the Edlin up, maybe. <laughs> maybe, but maybe. Or maybe push Walker up. Walker could, maybe could become a. Do a bail with him, innit? <laughs> Could you imagine? And then, but uh, what I mean, I just think it's like Carl, be uh, be bail. Huh? Just get on that wing and just be bail. Yeah, embody. But him. that's why I, I genuinely think you know we could do with a bit of nippiness down the wing, yeah. rather than just having Townsend do step overs and then turn backwards. To answer Chris question, I say poor Pogba, but we'll never afford him. So that's all. We've got so many central midfielders. Yeah, yeah, yeah but get rid of Dembele, Capu, Paulinho. Put them all on the skip. Send them away and just get Podbury. But but then you, I, Podbury, I, I, Podbury I think, back. But, but we've got Ben Sleb, Mason, all those guys that are young and I think are, are good at the minute and they, they're going to get better. I um, think what we need to do is get rid of all the old shit. That is true. Now no, no we're to think a bit harder. About and I, it. at the same time, you know, I'm still not 100% convinced by Fazio. I think he's... I, like I think he's him. great in the air, but he's got he's the turning lead. circle of a fucking yeah. cruise ship, isn't yeah, he? Like, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I don't trust him. If, if, if it's a, if like, imagine him up against like <laughs> Raheem Sterling. When we play Liverpool. Imagine Sterling against him. Yeah. I'm going to be shitting my pants every time the ball. Yeah. Sterling would be in his pocket, top, man. <coughs> Sterling would be in his pocket. He's literally fit. Have you he's seen the size of Fazio? He's a monster, he is. isn't he? He is a monster. He's like a ball on a football pitch, though, isn't he? He looks a bit ungainly. The most important thing is the forward line, though, because that. It's, it's a tricky thing for Pochettino to be in, or, or even Levy, because he can't get rid of Adebayor and Saldade. The reports are that Saldade's on something like 80 or 90 grand a week. Uh, Adebayor, we know how much money he's on. He can't... Lots, he looks lots of charity, guys. Tax dodge, man. I remember that. He does a lot for charity. Do, do, do you know what I mean? That you can't remove these people. They're, they're not like, oh, just get rid of them. It's very, very difficult. Even if you want to sell, another club has to... Uh, be able to pay the wages that Tottenham can, and there ain't many clubs like Tottenham in Europe. Yeah, and that's just the way it is. Surely, some, you need what you need essentially for someone like Adebayor. You need a team that is fighting relegation that needs somebody who's going to be amazing for like four a months. Talisman. Well, like Dortmund. Yeah, they need to yeah, buy. Like, Adebayor will come in and be the best player in the team for they four months. They can give us Hummels, so we'll give them Adebayor. Yeah. 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 Or just yeah. give oh, God, can you imagine that? <laughs> just give them. Just Fuck give them Adebayor. Know. Just give them to. Just give him. Just say he, you can have him. Just pay his wages. Yeah, loan him. Just put him on loan. Leave him on their doorstep. Yeah. You, you see a lot of kind of uh, social media opinions of that. Yeah, we we need to strengthen up top. Yeah, and obviously we have got Saldado, we have got Adibayor, got Kane, um, and even to a lesser extent, like Lamella can can fit in up there well, as well. I think maybe move him up there. I don't know if that would be not a bad idea. Uh, he's he's got a great great uh, shot on him. Um, and he's he's intelligent enough to play Lamella. He's say, intelligent enough to put, to put balls through yeah. and, and to, to look for those passes. But again, everyone, you know, that that's four possibilities. But everyone's, you know, we're all still going on. We need someone that's going to score goals. So for me, it's kind of like this inverted winger, winger, as yeah. you were saying, that uh, I think we can uh, that, that we can look for to bring someone in. Fuck knows who though. I know because I was weird. I think I I never I wasn't too keen on Chadley as a winger until I think he had, he's sort of settled into it. Yeah, yeah, he has. Um, but I just think yeah, I think yeah, Lamella. I don't know. I don't really trust him as a winger. I don't see it. Yeah. I think we need a proper just quick, yeah, nippy winger. 
And then just, you know, then get Ricky Lambert in. On a <laughs> you, want to, you want to make us into Sheffield United? Basically. <laughs> Tuck your fucking shirts in, lads. Get yeah, out there. Yeah. Old okay. school football. All right. Sam Allardyce, okay. classic football. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to start the questions. The first one's from Wendy. And if we can give Bardi's competitiveness, will to win to any of our players, which would it be? A will to win you'd give to every single one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Every player, every player should have that as a default. Uh, really. Not even at Spurs. You'd give it to every footballer that. Every human being in their <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just do better at your life. Arbite. Yeah. But seriously, like, I mean, in Spurs, you'd think. I think that the biggest cliche that a football <clears> fan <throat> can give to a footballer is that they don't have enough fight or they don't try hard enough. <clears> their heart isn't there. And most of the time, that's wrong, in my opinion. I, I think that there is no such thing as that. There, there, there is a way that you can kind of mentally prepare a player for a football game and then allow him to express himself. But by and large, they're going to do as best as they can or run as hard as they can, I think. But saying that, if I had to give fight to one player, it would be Adebayor. Because if you changed him into a player that would give everything and do everything and could be everything that he was born to be as a professional footballer, he'd be an amazing forward. He just doesn't quite do it. You've just kind of merged my answer, but um, oh, I've right. kind of said the same thing. He would save us. If Ado Bayor just had a competitiveness and role to win for just one or two seasons, you know, this Adam and Kane could learn so much from him if he was just the player that he can be. But I was going to actually say Dembele. I mean, oh, as, yeah, as I said yeah. earlier on, I just think, um, I just think if he just had that, um, you know, that determination, he would do so much better. I mean, another point I made weeks and weeks ago is that you'd have two players as kids. One person gets a 50 grand a week contract at the age of 18. He's got, then you've got a person who's second in line. And they've got that willingness to kind of do better because someone's ahead of them. And sometimes you feel like people like Dembele, maybe he's had it all on the play. Is that, is that Fulham? He was Lord of the Day, he joined yeah. us. He had a partnership with Sandro. Was it Liège before at Antwerp? No, it was, An- it was Alkmaar, wasn't it? Alkmaar. Played under Van Hall. So, um, so he had it all fairly early doors, but then he's coming to a team where he's had to kind of like change the way we play. I mean, I think Ian McIntosh said last week, we've got a lot of AVB players still in our squad now. And now we need people like Mason and Bentley who work that much harder. So it's kind of... Maybe we need to get some of them into Dembele because if Dembele had the application, he would just be be a beast. Yeah. Yeah. For want of a better term. Totally. I, I, I think definitely Dembele would be my one. And it's you know, I've, you know, I've watched him so much. Even when he was at Fulham, when we were watching him, like, he is out of all our players, he's one of the most comfortable on the ball. He's one of the most. <laughs> he his ability to not lose it, like you know, in very tight sort of spaces, is so good. But he just doesn't seem to have that. He's such a final bastard. Yeah, as well. he's he's so good at just holding it, and but he's just always just shits his pants. He's sort of like he's got that sort of moment, of, that moment of doubt. Like, I think if he if he got rid of that and just wanted this will to get through it. You know, there's players that are not as good as him on the ball at Spurs that who just have the guts to go for it. I just don't think he works hard enough off the ball. When you see the goals we concede, there'd be a ball that he's laid into their winger or whatever, and he'll just like give up on it. He won't like run it. Well, he won't yeah. run the ball down. So I mean, Kapu's the same. I mean, the ball yeah, will just go past, but he'll just ignore it. And normally, the, you know, the keeper makes us say the ball's up there and everything, but you ignore it. But when you see the replay of the goal that other teams score, just think, for fuck's sake, come yeah, on, just yeah. put a foot in. That's what mine would be, Capu, or I'd like to see Paulinho. I think he's actually that. working harder, Paulinho. He does work hard. He's done better. He knows what's going on. He needs to do better, whatever he's doing. He needs to do better. <laughs> for 17 million, 
Yeah. It's not. He's com- it's about competitiveness, and he is competitive. It's just that he isn't a, a footballer. Yeah, <laughs> he's a at best squash. <laughs> yeah. squash. All right. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's fucking. It's all shit in it. Carl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool, cheers, uh, Windy. Yeah. Cheers, Windy. Thanks. For that. How did Windy get a question? We had about fifty questions <laughs> for this podcast. How does Windy? Sort of worm his way into the questions. I thought it'd be nice to just, you know, have his question on. Nice for you, horrible for us. Okay, let's move on. All right. Um, Yeah, so uh, we got a question from Andrew. I'm not going to read that. That's a stupid Twitter name. You've got to get a better Twitter name, Andrew. Andrew Howard from Twitter says, What's it better to take? (laughs) What's it going to take for you, Carl? To wash your hands. Thanks, Tim. So I'm assuming this is somebody that's my podcast. Yeah, what does it mean? What does it mean? my podcast that I do with Chris Martin, we've got... It must be going on now for two months. It's doing my head in. We had a conversation about whether or not you wash your hands after every time you masturbate. OK. And I said, no, of course not. not. Because, well, you know, why, if, there's, if you don't get any debris on your hands, yeah. why would you? I, I trust the cleanliness of my own penis to not have to wash my hands and it's this sparked a, a, a now a two-month debate <laughs> about male hygiene and then weirdly the most annoying thing about two weeks ago chris suddenly turned around and when i said but what like yeah sometimes if you, if you knock one out before bed what you're gonna go and wash your hands just before you get to bed and he went no not, not if i'm wanking before bed i was like well you've changed everything you've said you should wash your hands every time and now you've suddenly just said that and I, it's not like i'm not knocking him out Every hour, no, most of the <laughs> most of the times, I will do it pre-bed. So actually, it's, it's a bit of a storm in a teacup, I think. So yeah, that's my, my so this is referring to that, and I think I don't see why. What there's, you know, what is not, ne- I, when I when I masturbate, I don't I don't, don't want to get too graphic, but I don't just jizz all over my own hands. The only time I have washed my hands is if that accidentally happens. Yeah, yeah totally. If there's like. Uh, like a, a strange direction that it all comes up. Sometimes, if it gets my face and that, I'll, I'll, I'll wash my face and then by proxy wash my hands. <laughs> <laughs> by proxy! It can, happen, it can happen, guys. You know. To be fair, no. I... <laughs> I tend to have a posh wank, so I have it in a tissue, so no. nothing what? gets anywhere. A tissue? What do you no, mean? No, that's a condom. You put a condom on it as a posh, posh wank. Posh wank is a condom. Well, but a tissue, what do you wrap it around? Like a yeah, mummy? Wrap it around my like cock, a yeah. mummy. I mummify my cock. <laughs> I mummify it, and then, yeah. <laughs> I bring it out. Yes! Then I go for a slash. I love that. I go for... I flush it under the toilet. What? Go for a piss. Then wash my hands, and then, you know, yeah. <laughs> but before I go to bed, I can't bother with it. But generally, yeah, I just flush the toilet down the bog, and... Watch me hands in there. Wow. Yeah. I've no. That's I, my te- I, I've had, this is the first time I've ever shared it with anyone. Uh, <laughs> unless I can't know, I can tell. <laughs> so this is fucking I, weird. I can see the veins in your eyes. Uh, I've never. I've, I, I sometimes use a sports sock if I'm like in a place where I sports need. Sports sock. What is this sock you know, thing? I've heard of this. I've never thought it's it. a myth. No, it ain't a myth. It, it, it helps. It's, it's like a, a different kind of but experience. But then what are you doing with the sock? That goes in the washing. It goes hard. But wait, what you must do, you turn it inside out and then clean it before putting it in the washing machine or you just chuck and spunk it with all your washing? <laughs> Sorry to get the graphic no, no, again. Hang on, you can't, you can't pull out the kind of, the, the spunk high ground here. Why? Well, because you said you don't wash your hands after you have a no, wank. I said I don't wash my hands. No, I said I don't <laughs> well, wash my hands. I know, I know. Hang on, not I to know. get political, but I, don't, I said I don't wash my hands after every wank. Oh, right. I do, so if I, as I said, if I, 
get debris on the hands, they will be washed. But I'm actually, maybe, you, I've just got... Do I you not just wipe it on your jeans? No, I just go. <laughs> I've only... You do. The only times... You do. Oh, God. <laughs> I, the only times I ever lose, you know, I don't have control over where it's landing. It's <laughs> <laughs> when it's uh, with another person. <laughs> or uh, now and again, if, it, uh, if you've had a... a a Skype stroke FaceTime thing with, <laughs> with a, a lady, and then you, you're you're in you're in a sort of moment of you know performance. I've, always, aren't I've, you? I've never experienced that. I, I, I've always wondered what is like. The, the... Show me, Carl. Where do you go? It's on my hand. <laughs> Show me your hand. Bye. <laughs> That's something about Mary. He's just hanging up his hand. Always... Right, you've done it, all right. I've always. Yeah, you're not lying. It's come on my hand. Now, now I've always wondered what, what what you do, like after you've, you've done the FaceTime thing, and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, it's amazing." Yeah, I've just come everywhere, and then you get the lull. Yeah. What what happens then? Do you just go, "Oh, that was nice." I see it later. I, uh, you, <laughs> it depends, isn't it? Sometimes you. I mean, nice. if it's somebody you you are you are you are. <laughs> You've got a, a good connection with, you know, if it's a lady you've, you're cool with and it's all like, you know, maybe they're just overseas or you're overseas, then you will maybe just clean up while you just talk. You can, you can have, like, almost pillow talk while cleaning up your, yourself. Have you, have you ever hit cancels? <laughs> Literally a moment, like, just hit end. Like like fucking, uh, what's it called? Trap roulette. <laughs> I've, never, I've never done that. Yeah, I, I don't even know what trap roulette um, is. No, I've, I've never done that. I'm not, I'm not saying I've, I did this all the time with every every partner, but I'm just saying I've had the odd one where now and again I had, that's when I thought I need a bit of a clean-up job here. For the record, I I probably clean up maybe 5% of the time. Right. But there you go. So it's not like this. This whole question is like people think it's weird. I don't know what these it's people not, are doing. It ain't I weird. think there's a lot of people out there. It's not no it's control people, over them. It's people being dishonest and want to come across as clever. Yeah, and also I just think maybe there's some people out there who they've learnt bad habits early on and they're just jizzing all over themselves without any control. <laughs> Very true, very true. There we go. <laughs> I'm glad we cleared that up, guys. There's no regular way to, to rub one out anyway. Exactly. I think you could ask ten different people to have ten different ways of you know, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to add anything to this, Rick? You've been uh, quiet. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I don't watch you, you desperately... Oh, right. No, no, it, it, yeah, but, but yeah, I know, but then it's kind of like we're now going onto the territory of that I don't wash my hands. On purpose. Oh, here comes my daughter. Oh, oh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this has gone dark. Yeah, I know. This has gone dark. Now Rick. playing back in my mind. Start washing your hands then. Yeah, I know. I need yeah. to. Then you won't have to think yeah. about that ever again. Pick your daughter up with jizz yeah. hands. Yeah, you don't want that ever. Yeah, but then I don't jizz in my hands, so it's all right. I oh, know. Absolutely, so I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible, isn't it? Cheers, Andrew. Zero zero four five seven. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what? Yeah, you dick. Yeah, you. Like, I did. I, I didn't think that this half was going to end as badly as the first half, but somehow it has. Yeah, <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, but it? I want to thank you if you're still with us. Uh, thank you for listening to the Fighting Cock podcast uh, <laughs> again, uh, Carl. It's it's been one of the most enjoyable podcasts I've been involved in. But not and, for the football fans. Well, exactly. And now I'm thinking maybe I shouldn't be doing a football podcast. Maybe I should be doing jizz podcast. Yeah, jizzcast. Sky. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, or, or just do some sort of Skype-based thing. Oh, my God. Anyway, um... Yeah, so thanks, lads. Uh, Ricky, thank you for coming down. That's all right, no problem, mate. <laughs> Have you enjoyed the podcast? It's been brilliant. My I've... face hurts from laughing. <laughs> See, if you enjoyed the podcast. I've loved it. Carl, how's your podcast it's been? It's been great fun, mate. I've, I've absolutely <laughs> enjoyed it. The, the thing is, if there's more pressing things with Tottenham at the moment yeah. than I'd like to talk about. It's been a shit week. But at the moment, it's been a shit slow week. What yeah, do we talk about? Actually. Well, I don't know what else to do. Paulinho started. And, that, and as soon as you know that that's the case, you knew what kind of podcast this was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. It was about wanking, about Chen Evans and uh, uh, Sheffield. <laughs> no, rats. <laughs> Not Sheffield. Not everyone in Sheffield is... I'm talking about the, the fans and how they behaved. When they came down, they behaved like... Silverdwellers. <laughs> All right, that's it from the Fighting Cock podcast. Um, you can pick your fanzines up. It's www.thefightingcock.co.uk forward slash shop. Uh, we've got an app, uh, which you can download for free on iPhone and on Android. Android. Uh, there's also Facebook, facebook.com forward slash The Fighting Cock, and Twitter at Love the Shirt. Follow us on Twitter. We've now got 21, nearly 22,000 followers. That's, that's And do you know how many people we follow? How many? 15 fucking people. 15? 15. Yep. Wow, that's exclusive. And I don't even want to follow them. No. <laughs> They're pricks. Just follow, Ricky's one of them. You should follow one, but don't, like, just pick someone at random. Just pick some... some Woman. Do you know we follow a bad we follow Nasir Chadley? Really? We don't follow the Spurs official. Yeah. We follow Nasir Chadley because he follows us. Really? And he follows me. Oh. Yeah, all right, T. That's it. That's what I'm Yeah. I gave him a nickname, Impromptu. Is an Impromptu nickname. It's kind of stuck. Yeah, the, the, the dolphin. <laughs> Have you not, do you not know about it? No. Tell him, tell him. Well, um, I think we talk about what, what Spurs players would be, would be fluff. Yeah. You know, like porno. Yeah. And I said I'm fluffing because he's probably smooth like a dolphin, but easily, you know, no no traction. Yeah. He has no hair from the eyebrows down. Yeah. And that kind of evolved from from that. Yeah. And now he knows. He knows he's called the dolphin. He knows he knows he's called the dolphin, and he he tweeted the fact that he got this nickname from Flonis oh, Phil from the Fighting Cock podcast, and now he follows us because he loves it. Obviously. It's just so it's a sober dolphin. The problem is that people are now considering <laughs> taking inflatable dolphins to football, which should never ever happen. Well, it might happen it on Wednesday. Should <laughs> don't just carve, please. <laughs> no. But if we're just talking Twitter, what's your Twitter handle, Carl? Mine is at Carl Donnelly. C A R L D O N E L L Y. There you go. No underscores. No, no, none of that business. Yeah, straight no up. Underscores. Straight up. And mine's at Flav underscore Bateman. Fuck you two. Flip reversed it, didn't I? Social Podcast Network. Sports 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 Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. 
even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.